and welcome to the Fine Fitness Podcast with me, Brendan Lurden of LSMPT. The Fine Fitness Podcast is a podcast where I discuss personal training and the health and fitness sector as a whole, sometimes on my own and sometimes with other guests. Today's guest is the Southern bad boy, Chris McKeegan, where we will be discussing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the effects of social media and how it can sort of bog you down. And last of all, we talked about how bear peas can make you a nonce. But before I talk about the podcast and start playing it as a whole, I want to talk about what I got up to over the weekend in regards to improving myself as a personal trainer. So I want to thank Chris Bradley, uh, also known as Chris, uh, sorry, the Glasgow PT, for running the Fitness Thrive event. It was an event from 10am till 4pm where we had a seminar with a lot of the top people within the industry in different sectors. And it sort of rejuvenated me and got me motivated, ready for the gyms to reopen. At the time recording, the gym's reopening tomorrow. Um, briefly, what I did learn on that course was best ways to output my online coaching business, how to motivate myself so I'm more energetic during sessions uh, for my clients, nutrition for PCOS and nutrition in particular for periods and things like that as well. So I just want to thank Chris Bradley for the event. Also involved with Chris was Chris Irvin, who's a bootcamp specialist, Sky Asquith of Pure Gym Fame. She was particularly uh, the sort of leading the nutrition side of things. We had Matt Peacock talking about the science of stress and how that can affect your client's progress. Stu McGrath on how to run an online coaching business. Cher Barish to keep us motivated during a client session and how to avoid burnout as a personal trainer so that I can keep going for longer and better for my clients. And last of all, Anson Nick Parks, who are also from Pure Gym Fame, essentially helping personal trainers, teach them how to run their business and how to keep them in the industry for longer. Um, so yeah, I really want to thank Chris Bradley for running the event. And I'm hoping, well, I know it'll make me a better personal trainer for the future. Something that I have done from day one has put a big emphasis on improving myself as a personal trainer on a daily basis. And the Fitness and Thrive event did just that. So now I'm going to go over to Chris and Brendan, the other Chris, and we're going to be discussing today's events on the Fine Fitness Podcast. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Fine Fitness Podcast, episode one. I've already had episode zero on my own, we'll call it a monologue. Uh, my name is Brendan Lurden. You might know me, you might not. So my guest today is from the South. So we'll see if he's got a new audience coming in. So what is the Fine Fitness Podcast? The Fine Fitness Podcast is where I discuss the health and fitness industry, in particular personal training with, we'll call them experts. Yeah, we'll go with that for now. And we're going to go from there essentially. So my first podcast guest is one that I've discussed with previously on his own podcast. He's Southern, he's hairy, and he's strong. Is he strong? <laughs> His name is Christopher McKeegan. How are you, sir? I take exception to you using my full name. How dare you? Only my <laughs> mother could get away with that, and you are not my mother. Uh, but yeah, Christopher McKeegan, as my mother would call me. How the devil are you, mate? I am going to call you Christopher the entire time now. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. I it's 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 on my birth certificate, so I can't complain. Middle name? Have we got a middle name? Uh, I do. So I'm actually pleased that I got my first name rather than my middle name because my middle name's David and no disrespect to anybody called David, but I hate the name Dave. I hate it with a passion. And 
knowing me as my character, I would have been a Dave. So I'm quite pleased I didn't. No offense to anybody called David, but Dave's not for me. So obviously we have we are online friends, aren't we? I didn't have to say that. We're online friends. Uh, <laughs> on your podcast, I told the story of how we essentially met. Um, if anyone yeah. just wants to listen to the podcast with me on Chris's show, what episode was it again? Uh, episode. I was literally just looking at this. You could have prepped me, you bastards. <laughs> um, Episode 12, in which we discuss WrestleMania 18 donuts, influencer fitness apps, and how to make Nando's even better. Oh, yes, the big, uh, the thirsty, we'll call it. So, yeah, so once you've heard us rambling for yeah. an undefined set of time at the moment, you can then listen to us ramble again for two hours on that one. And then if you love our conversations again and you like wrestling, we have a bonus episode over on Chris, uh, Chris's podcast as well. I think that one's just called Bonus yes. Episode. Um, so yeah, we are internet friends. We didn't meet on we didn't meet on Grinder. I just need to make that very clear. Um, Chris, do you want to sort of say how we we did kind of mingle and meet online? Do you want to start with that? Um, so cast your mind, ladies and gentlemen, back to a time when we didn't have to have substantial food to go to the pub. I don't know what tier you guys are in, but we're in tier two. Tier three. Um, you're in tier three, so the no points for you guys. So yeah, so Hull is the worst in the country for COVID right now. Fuck me. You're gonna do it. It's the proper. worst in the country. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a port town. There's Jesus. no. Problem. I don't know how the fuck we got there because it's the no one comes to Hull. You leave Hull. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But anyway, so cast your mind back to when we could go to the pubs freely. We were allowed to go to nightclubs, and we didn't have to socially distance um so this again we didn't know each other at the stage um and then the dreaded covid hit and suddenly all the pts were pretty much out of a job um uh, along came this facebook group um which at the very beginning was a great idea so you had all your um your big hitters involved so you know i remember jane smith was quite vocal on it to begin with and he was giving a lot of free um pointers and stuff like that um but like we discussed on my podcast very quickly within days it just became full of fucking bellends and i and i distinctly remember you doing a hey guys put your instagram hand on here and let's do a follow for follow and i was like i am not gonna say that i started one of them i commented on one who it would have been me i'm not like cringy to do that i commented on one I'm, I'm that will be it then. So <laughs> I'm not like that. So I went, I went through a few of them, and I was like, Do you know what? This guy seems pretty sound. We, all, although in a different way, we more or less promote the same message. And I just thought, fuck it, I'll give him a follow. And then we started occasionally exchanging, and then ah, love blossoms, as they say. I when you put a picture of Bret Hart on in front of Ben and I was like, this is the guy. <laughs> this guy you know what so every, so every now every now and again i will just post random pictures with no uh context and the bret hart one i can't remember why um it's double denim it's a great I, yeah, like if you could it, i mean he denim, you'd do it, it off. If, you could, if you could wear double denim you'd do it would you oh, not mate 
I, I would do it even if I couldn't pull it off. <laughs> I would I would pull that deck off all day. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah I posted a picture of Bret Hart in double denim because I thought he looked cool as fuck. He did look cool as fuck. Speaking of cool as fuck, don't shave this off. I like it. Thank you, sir. I've now got that in audio. Shave them. Me and Chris talking to each other on Zoom. Um, I am. I know. Technically, we're recording this on the first of December. Oh shit! I just realised. Yes, I'm keeping this for the full week. Oh, hey, you broke, you broke the internet now. Oh, God, so we're actually pre-recording this. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, don't... You're, you're going to shave it off, aren't you? Don't uh, do it. Oh, yeah, so the, of the time of recording is 1st of December. I want a week in the gym. So, I mean, about a work week. So, I may shave it after I get my hair cut on Friday. We'll see. I want to see what it looks like with the short... Oh, no, don't do it. I think... I, <laughs> do you know what? So, I saw a picture of you in... The first lockdown where your hair was quite outgrown and your moustache looked, no offence, it looked shit. This time it looks a lot more like, trimmed and well kept yeah. and it actually looks right. So the day of lockdown, the first one, it's bad that we've got to fucking specify which lockdown we're talking about now. Um, I said to myself, I'm not going to yeah. do any grooming until the gym reopens. So I just let it grow. Oh. Uh, got a bit knotty. My hair got a bit knotty. But this time round, I have kept the moustache trim. I have looked after it. And I think it looks thank you, mate. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, do you know an, another friend of mine? Um, his mustache. In fact, I'll quickly show you it. This probably isn't going to be very interesting for the people listening. We can. Um, we but I'm going to try to keep the conversation going whilst I search on. Yeah, we'll, we'll audio book it. So. Uh, let's not. So Chris is. Nah, we, we won't do that. Yellow hat on. He's currently opening his we phone. Fucking love this hat. Right, this is my mate. Look at that fucking tash. Oh, that's a strong stash. And and I said to him, you ha- you can't get rid of that. And he's like, no, nah, mate. It, uh, it um like annoys my nose. I'm like, dude, I live with that on a daily basis, but just don't. And he did. Prick. He probably looks better with a tash. I think, man. He looks very very good looking. You know what? I think a lot of men do. Like I I. Very, I was very close to doing November this year, um, and the main reason I, main reason I didn't, I've I've had a beard for a long time. I think I'd look weird without it. But also, like once they announced lockdown, I was like, well, what's the fucking point? No one's going to see it anyway. I'm good about so that. I, I wanted want to be in the gym with the tash. Yeah, it seems like it's a lockdown thing again, but it's not. It's just happened to be November, the day lockdown started. So that's yeah. why I wanted to have a week in the gym. So I'm going to probably shave it potentially on Friday. At the earliest, um, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I enjoy it. Anyway, let's let's talk of mustaches and facial hair. Well, I was going to talk about things for with that Facebook group. Was your your friend Sonny Webster in that group? Um, I don't know. Was he? I'm, I just want to rub it. <laughs> your best mate. You're just jealous that Sonny Webster follows me, and. He once gave me a built for athletics bag. Has he got a blue tick? Uh, I think he has actually. You shouldn't know if your friends have got blue ticks or not. That's appalling. Bad friend. Do you know? Do you know what? He's not the only person that follows me with a blue tick. There. Shut up. I've got a nutritionist that I don't know that I've never heard of. I don't even follow him back, and that's pretty much it. So Sonny Webster does have a blue tick, and the other person that follows me. Definitely has a blue tick. 
and he's he's considerably more famous than Sonny Webb, so I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Before we get the show fully on the okay, road. Okay. okay, it's this guy. I feel bad that I don't know him. Fucking hell. Just shows how... So, for anybody listening, former Radio 1 and now Capital FM's, Mr. Jam follows me on Instagram. And we have actually... We've been, we've been friends for eight years now. So you're going to have our house party with Sonny Webster and Mr. Jam then? That would be fucking wicked, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, in regards to... So in regards to getting back onto unrelated facial hair or celebrity friends, for the record, the most famous person I've ever met is Lee Evans. I met him in Disneyland, the comedian. Fuck, mate, that's a story. <laughs> you met Lee Evans in a different country. Disneyland as well. That's pretty cool. We was on the swans outside the New York-themed hotel. <laughs> yeah. That, that's did you, like, get yeah, him or did you just go, oh, mate? He was pedal-a-button by, I don't know why I'm using the hand actions, he's pedal-a-button by with his family, um, me and my brother, we are twins. He just stopped his pedal-a-butt and he went, are them two twins? I went, yeah, yeah. He went, oh, that's cool. And he started talking to my dad. And then my dad was oh. like, oh, oh, my God, it's Lee Evans. And then he just carried on. Off he went. Yeah. And then about three days later, at the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sort of 3D cinema thing, we saw him there again. He started chatting to my dad again as well. So we bumped into Lee Evans' place in Disneyland. That's pretty cool, to be fair. Um, 2004, 2005, so he actually was a big deal. Not that he isn't a big deal now. I've not really seen him on TV in a long time, but... Um, the, uh, this is going to sound really bad for a personal trainer, but you, um, do you know um, the bloke that invented the slingshot? So you know the um, um, bands that go around your elbows and a bit elastic and it helps you with your bench press? Do you know what I'm about? talking about? Yeah, from Westside Barbell. You are. Uh, Louis Simmons, is it? Him. Yeah. I think so. Um, anyway, I was at um, Body Power a few years ago uh, with a couple of guy, a couple of PTs at my old gym, and this dude was sat on the table next to us, and they were all freaking out, going, "Oh, oh, yeah, let's let's like go up to him and ask for a picture." And like they were just they were being really weird about it, and I literally just went up to him. All right, mate, do you mind if we take a picture of me and my mates? Like, just as cool as that, because I had no idea who he was. Yeah. Um, I, I think the most famous person I've ever met is Michael Keaton, but I didn't... Oh, it was more like... Actually, I, actually, I've met The Undertaker. He's pretty fucking famous. <laughs> was that... I, I, mean, I met WWE's The Undertaker. In my previous job, obviously, I've met quite a few wrestlers, but... No offence to them, they're not big, big celebrities outside of the wrestling world. So I remember you saying, yeah, I've met The Undertaker for anybody who's a WWE fan. He's fucking <laughs> we, Right, we're 11 minutes in and we've already started talking about wrestling again. Straight into it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, um, what this podcast is, obviously I've done my intro already, is where is Enzo going to be chatting about the health and fitness industry, in particular personal training? Uh, sort of at the end but before that I wanted people to know who you are and why the fuck do you have an informed opinion on the matter so when when did you get into personal training um so I've been a personal trainer now uh coming up five years now um I so I basically started off um I started getting into fitness at 
32. So I got into it quite late in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it was one of my ex-girlfriends actually suggested that I should try to become a personal trainer. And I didn't think anything much of it at the time. And then about two hours later, we got blind drunk and I booked the course when I was pissed. So I was like, right, I better, better go through a bit now. Um, did the course, passed it all, and did it part-time for maybe like the first year or so. Yeah. Um, and then I just fucking lost the will to live in my corporate job. So I quit and went full-time. I've never looked back. Yeah. And obviously going on to sort of the start of your career, um, I've seen your Instagram in the past. You was a bit of a bigger guy, weren't you? Was you, was you a particularly big guy when you started doing your PT call then? Uh, so I I used to be a, a big bloke, like a really big bloke. At my peak, I was 20, 25 stone, so I was a large dude. Started getting into fitness, and then I went the completely other way. So I went really skinny. Got I got down to 14 stone, which to a lot of people that still sounds heavy, but bearing in mind, like I'm 16 and a half stone now, where the fuck does two stone from this come off? Yeah. So I got really skinny, really lean, um, to the point where I actually passed out the gym because I was just so malnourished, not eating properly, and blah 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 blah. Um, and I'm now kind of Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, put, put some size on. Um, and yeah. So I've I've so I've been both the fat bloke and the really skinny bloke, and now I'm the strong bloke. So would obviously you're right in the middle of where you've been in terms of your high and your lows, aren't you know as well? Sixteen stone, yeah, today. I, I guess so. You what? No, I was gonna say that sort of in between your sort of from being your highest to your lowest weight. Um, do you know when you was? We'll call you Skinny McKeegan. Um, when you was yeah, at yeah. skinniest, then day to day life was you kind of happy with how you look? Was you personal training at that point? Um. I wasn't personal training at this stage. I wasn't that far off it though, to be fair. Um, I was doing, I was doing the training at the time, actually. Um, it, it's, do you know, it's a really weird time because at the time I was looking in the mirror and I was like, fuck yeah, I look great. This is the slimmest I've been in years. And again, bearing in mind, I wear XL t-shirts. I was wearing mediums. Yeah. So you could, the, the difference was nuts. And I, at the time I loved it. But looking back at it in reflection, yeah, all right, I might have looked the part, but I was actually too skinny. Yeah. Like my jaw, my cheekbones, my jawline were very polyphant. Polyphant? Prolyphant. Like my body fat was like 16%, which I think is the lowest it's ever been. Um, and I just, I felt like shit all the time. I was constantly tired. Um, I no joke. I was going through about six cups of coffee a day at work just to get by because I was so just so knackered. Um, and I remember me and my girlfriend at the time uh, were going through a bit of a patch because I just I was so so under eating and stuff. I just couldn't get a boner, and that actually happens. Um, so after after we split up and what have you, I kind of went right. Do you know what? I want to go and start putting on some muscle. Then that's when I started PTing. And the rest is history. 
And obviously you keep using the phrase got into fitness. Is there any particular, was it weightlifting? Was it, did you just go one day into a gym and start, oh, fuck me, I like this. Uh, is there any particular sports that you was getting into? At the I, so I actually, um, I actually started off doing, um, uh, doing a boot camp. So there's a local boot camp run here. And they Basically it's um, every morning at nob o'clock, uh, Monday to Friday, do 45 minutes. And they give everybody a cookie cutter diet plan, yeah. which, you know, when you, when you first get into fitness, um, you know, you tend to think, oh, you know, eat clean, lose weight, blah, blah, blah. But again, looking back at this diet plan now, it could not have been more than 1300 calories, which for a bloke my size is fucking ridiculous. Can you remember? In what... fact, for anybody, 1300 Um, Vaguely. So I remember it was like, for, so they gave you options so like breakfast you could either have a bowl of porridge or you could have like one single egg on one bit of toast with a protein shake and then it was you know like the standard 200 grams of chicken and a cup of rice for lunch and all that wank which like don't get me wrong the food was nice but there was just none of it yeah it was fucking horrible and to this day I still cannot eat porridge Greek yogurt or avocado I just can't do it. I like one of the three. I do love a great yogurt. Love a great yogurt. I always tell my clients, um, for sweet tooth, I know this doesn't interest you and you just say you don't like great yogurt. Great yogurt, frozen fruit with a bit of honey. That that for me stops a little bit of a See, sweet Yeah, like I would I could eat that. I just wouldn't ever choose to. What I used to do was put a scoop of protein powder in some Greek yogurt. And whisk it and whisk it and whisk it until it almost became angel delight consistency. Pro tip, you can all have that. How much you have to whisk that though? That sounds quite grainy to me. Um, not long. So you, you whisk it until it becomes almost angel delighty. Then you put it in the fridge for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, and then bam, you've got yourself reasonably healthier angel delight. Tell you what, I'm gonna try that tonight. I fucking love it. I'm Give it a go. Let me know what you think. I'll rate it if it's good or not between one and ten. If it's below five, I'm going to make you do some sort of punishment. If it's above five, I'll come down it's to Ando. Yeah, how about that? Whether Ando over it is. If it's what? I'll say if it's below. You'll come to Ando. You'll come to my neck of the woods. <laughs> You're to your two. Mate, I, I was going to say, I think you should come down when you should get a night on the beers. Oh, I've come Obviously down. with a plate of chips as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not... I think we should come, come down south and see how many fights you get into just because you're northern. I'm, the thing is, you say I'm northern. If I was to have a podcast with a Geordie or a Scott, I'm considered southern. It's mental. Like when I was at uni in York, mind you, uh-huh. I lived with three Jollies, two Mackhams, and I was considered a southern now. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yes, literally, I'm the most southern, but I still don't have that southern kind of mentality that you might I, have. I think the whole north-south divide, like, I don't think anybody really knows where it starts and ends. To me, it's below the Humber. So I am close, granted. It's below the Humber Bridge, so Lincolnshire can fuck off. There, you can have Lincolnshire. Okay. Um, and then I think it goes diagonal Thank down. I'd cast Bristol... Bristol's definitely Southern. Um, oh, Birmingham, they can fucking pick whoever they want. They're right in the middle. They can choose whoever they want. I don't, I don't really care about Birmingham. I don't think anyone cares about Birmingham, I'm being honest. I've been to Birmingham once for football and we got Bricks run at bus. So that was, 
that was quite an event <laughs> for Aston Villa Vessel City. Talking to the wrong bloke. I'm not a football fan. Sorry. That's right. Um, so when you was doing your boot camps, obviously you mentioned the 1300 calories. Were the females on that 1300 calories as well? Mate, everybody was on the same. Um, the only other alternative they had was if you, um, and I didn't find this out till much later in, but if you wanted to do the uh, muscle building diet plan, you basically got a, an extra two meals, but it was just meat. And it how, was still ridiculously bad. I can't fathom how you didn't. What do you mean you, you didn't find out? Like, did they not tell? Did the PT not tell you? Or no. So it's um. So it's, it's basically run by this one guy. Noting how I'm not naming names, uh, and he had a bunch of fitness instructors who actually ran the classes. And it wasn't until like a few months in, I actually went, "Look, mate, is there is there anything for like?" building muscle because I've lost you know I've lost all this like fat now and he went oh yeah have this diet and it was it, it, I remember him saying to me have this diet but don't tell anybody else about it so of course I told everyone about it and they were like what how come you get more food than we do and I almost became like the fucking ugly duckling because I was allowed like two extra snacks a day was and it that's a group then like was it yeah it was like a big it was like a big group thing um there was a facebook page where you know it was one of those kind of things which at the time like when i first started at the time it was really helpful but as i got more and more into it um i very quickly discovered that it was quite culty and it was one of the main reasons that i decided to stop and then i progressed on to brazilian jiu-jitsu which wow. i did for a number of years are you still a number of years and the only I will say you you still back to jiu-jitsu at the moment or I'm not no I I rather annoyingly I got my blue belt and then just as I got my blue belt they um I became full-time PT so the class structures didn't really work with my client base so I haven't done Brazilian jiu-jitsu like properly in a good few years now Um, I used to go like between three and seven times a week, but I was really into it. Um, and it is something that I'm looking to restart, but obviously we can't do it at the minute because of COVID. And, you know, could you imagine two blokes hugging and trying to strangle each other when we can't even be two meters? I was listening to my like, do you want to expand? Yeah. On? So obviously um, I'm just thinking of the people that do listen to my podcast. They're going to hear the words Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and just assume it's karate. Um, so do you want to sort of describe right. what Jiu-Jitsu is for everybody, essentially? So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, um, it's, uh, not a mod- it's a modification of traditional Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and basically it's um, joint holds and uh, joint manipulation and choke holds, predominantly whilst you're fighting on the floor. Um, so if you've ever watched like a UFC or a cage match and you see the two blokes hugging on the floor, that's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's not a very interesting sport to watch, I'll admit, but one of the main reasons I got into it is because nine, like nine times out of ten, when you get into a fight, you inevitably you'll end up on the floor. Um, so that's why I chose it. And also my striking is shit. Um, 
but Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu massively helped my confidence, like hugely. Like um, um, it also helped. So I'm slightly claustrophobic, but doing Jiu-Jitsu again helps that in a big way. You know, imagine having like a 18 stone bloke literally trying to crush you to death. It very quickly, you very quickly get over your claustrophobiaism. Don't know if that's a word. Um, so yeah, I, and it's that one of, I don't know if it's the only martial art, but it's certainly one of the very few martial arts where you could go a hundred percent during practice. Like, um, like with boxing, for example, you have pads and bags and stuff. Whereas when you train in jujitsu, it's literally fight the other bloke until they tap out. So if you don't know what a tap out is, it's either a verbal tap or you literally tap your body part or one of their body parts to significant to basically get, say that you surrender that you give up yeah. once the tap happens you release all your holds you know your fist bump shake hands and you start all over again and that is basically brazilian jiu-jitsu i could have just said it's like play fighting but more oh, aggressive quite well there um what's the that sounds like quite a good community aspect to me though like is it mixed gender is it sort of is it sort of fat guys is the skinny guys in there is there like a variety of people or the all like a bull of 12 Chris McKeegan's walking in doing it all together? So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, there's a, like, it's literally all across the board. So when I was doing it, there were, you know, there were guys that were, you know, 60 kilos doing it. There was big dudes that were, you know, hundred kilos plus. There were a few females that did it and, um, and there was like even from like professions. So I remember there was uh, like lawyers doing it, um, you know, shop workers. You, so you do have a really diverse range, and it's um, it's a very humbling sport. So I remember once, in fact, my very first lesson, um, I got paired up with the head black belt of all, and he's quite a famous bloke in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, but he literally beat the shit out of me and if i and if you were to look at him in the street you would think nothing of him but he fucking ragdolls me and then i went on to the next black belt and again same thing doesn't look like much on the street but fucking ruined me and then about a year into it once i did get my blue belt i got paired up with a uh she was a brown belt which is the two belts up but again, tiny blonde thing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> Destroyed me. I, I, and there was a, there must have been a good 30, maybe even 40 kilo weight difference, but she annihilated me. So it's very humbling in that respect that, you know, you could be the biggest, strongest meathead there, but you will get fucking ragdolled because it is more about technique over strength. And that's one lesson I've carried over to weightlifting is it's all well and good if you've got a really big squat or deadlift or whatever, but if your technique is shit, doesn't count. And you're probably going to injure yourself as well. So, and how did you how did you go from the boot camps to the jujitsu then? Like, was you still a big guy when you was doing the jujitsu, or was all that weight loss from the boot camps? No, I so I lost I lost a, a fair chunk of weight in the boot camps, and then the, so I got into it because. Um, the guy that was running the boot camps was also heavily promoting his kickboxing classes. So I started going to those. And then when the kickboxing finished, the jujitsu guys turned up because they were hiring his place to do their practice. 
and I knew a couple of guys that did it. So like we were crossing passing and then, you know, conversations on Instagram and Facebook, like, Hey man, like you're already there. Why don't you stick around and try another lesson? So I stuck around, tried it out and fucking loved it. And very quickly stopped doing kickboxing and got myself a couple of geese and gum shield and went and uh, did jujitsu for a good few years. Even just talking about it now, I really can't wait to get back into it. I really can't. Obviously, can't, people can't see on the camera. You're actually getting quite excited about it. Um, so if I was to ask you, um, say if a random male, female, fat, small, skinny, tall, short, came up to you and asked you why they should do jiu-jitsu, then what would, what would you sort of say to them? If you haven't got any combat background, if you've got um, no real interest in previous back, sort of combat experience, they don't watch the UFC or anything like that, how would you potentially convince someone to potentially uh, try jiu-jitsu? It's a very good question, actually. So, I so first and foremost, the community is like nothing else. Um, like a lot of people will know that CrossFit have a strong community. Jiu-Jitsu, I would argue, is even stronger. So, you know, yeah, right. You do get the occasional dickhead that comes in through the door, but they get booted out very quickly. Um, so, it's a very solid community. It's an amazing workout. Like I was blowing and sweating my ass off at every session um it'll help your confidence like i said earlier because imagine you know it, it, it gives you that little bit of confidence in the sense that if if something were to happen to so say and i say women especially should do jujitsu or at least know the bare basics because heaven forbid if they you know if a guy tackles them to a floor you know and they want to you know I'm not even going to fucking get into okay. it, but at least then a woman could defend herself. Yeah. And I genuinely think that jujitsu or at least a form of combat should be in the school curriculum. hundred percent. Um, I just, yeah, I just think it's a great workout. And when I said it's like play fighting with your mates, it kind of is. Um, Cause you, you know, you get to, go full charge it mates you get a roll around you get and most important thing as well there's no striking in jiu-jitsu so you don't you know like every now and again i'd get a knee in the face or whatever but the majority of the time you don't leave like with cuts and bruises all over your face sure you get them all over your fucking legs instead but it's just i i had the greatest time doing it and i would be pretty safe in the knowledge that if someone you know tried to mug me on the way home that I could absolutely choke the fucking daylights out of them. I learned a really cool choke with someone's t-shirt and I've, I've yet to use it. Not that I ever want to, but if it ever came to it, I could literally choke, I could choke someone out of their t-shirt. So yeah, that's why I think everybody, you should, everybody should at least give Brazilian Jiu Jitsu a try. It's, it's not going to be for everyone, obviously. Um, Cause it is, it is a contact sport. But fuck me, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, my my only, my only exposure to um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is exactly what I mentioned at the start when you mentioned it is uh, is watching it in the UFC. Um, I am interested. It so I can appreciate a fight in the UFC that isn't just stand and bang punches and kicks. Like I I do understand and respect the floor element and stuff. It's just a case yeah. of bothering. Do you know what I mean? Like it's something I've been interested yeah. in. Uh, my friend Dustin, he's got he'd be good. Uh, he's a good idea to interview. He's um, he's a jiu-jitsu practitioner and a personal trainer out in Ultraflex in York. 
and he's been doing okay. He's starting his garage and he's got 10k followers now. He owns a, he basically runs the studio Ultraflex in York now, and that's just from starting out with yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Um, he, he could probably fucking tie a knot in anybody to be honest. He, he really knows his shit. Um, he's, he's wanted me to come down so many times, but it's just one of them now. Obviously, living in Hull now and he's in York, I can't, but I kept bottling it. And it's one of them things where I look back now and it's like, shit, I should have given it a go to be honest. Like, I know everyone's oh, saying, mate, definitely. I know every, everybody will do that, won't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You should definitely give it a go, especially as we are both wrestling fans. Like you'll start to recognise some of the moves or some of the wrestlers' finishing moves, and you go, "Oh, I fucking know this move!" Like so and so does it. Only this time, um, pushing against it to happen, type of thing as well. Yeah, um, like for example, the um, Undertaker's Hell's Gate was the Gogo Plata, um, which yeah, is a real yeah. move. The Oma Plata um, is Daniel Bryan's Yes Lock. Um, Obviously, AJ Styles got the calf crusher. There is something very similar in Jiu-Jitsu. So, yeah, like having a wrestling interest as well, just, yeah, I fucking loved it. Um, before I we started, so obviously, before we started talking about jiu you might have just got everyone to start trying Jiu-Jitsu now. You made a really strong... Everybody tried Jiu-Jitsu. It's great. I'm, I promised myself that I'm going to get back into it this year, um, mainly, mainly because... Um, like there's there's this myth that once you get to a blue belt, a lot of people quit, and it wasn't the case that I lost the love for it. It was just the case that time and my profession kind of got in the way. Oh, so um, you are the stereotype. Now, the, the fact that you are the stereotype. <laughs> so, you know, like it's also really weird as well because when I got my blue belt, I didn't feel I was ready for it. Yeah, like it was quite a big deal for me. Um, I remember I got I, so the way the belt system works is you there's five different belts: white, blue, purple, brown, and black. Um, and in order to upgrade to your next belt, you have to get four stripes on your belt. So basically, four bits of tape on your belt, and you get those bits of tape as and when your coach thinks you're ready for it. So unlike other martial arts where you do grading days and stuff, you can literally turn up for a class, you know, and then your coach goes right, well done. There's a bit of tape. So I remember I had my white belt and four bits of tape. So once you get your fifth, you get the blue belt. And I was, I was going to every session. I was literally gunning for it. I was trying to try and beat everybody. And I remember my coach just going, mate, just calm down. It will happen. It's a matter of time. And then I remember just going, right, okay, calm down, calm down. And as soon as I started calming down and not letting it get the better of me, I, my performance improved. And within a few weeks, I got my blue belt and I was fucking well chuffed. But Christ, I wasn't ready for it. So obviously, when when you said that you was on the um, the, the four bits of tape for for loads of weeks, is that them playing with you? Do you think like, oh, let's really get him gagging for his blue belt? Or do you think you generally didn't? Just, obviously, you just mentioned that that. But do you reckon they dragged it out just as a lesson? Or I I don't know to be honest. I never asked them. Um, Jiu Jitsu is a bit weird. Like you know, there there have been times. I remember I got my. Um, is he, I got my first strike pretty quickly and I got my second one pretty quickly, but I had to wait for fucking ages for my third one. So I don't know what they, you know, what they're specifically looking for. Um, I just think every now and again, they go, right, we better put some tape on people, right? Him, 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 him. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know how it works, but one tradition that they do in jujitsu as well, and I'm not, I don't think every club does this, but a lot of them do is, um, when you do get your next belt up, so you line up all the students, you have one set of students there, one set of students there, and you've got to walk down the middle. And as you walk down the middle, with your top off, I might add, they whip your back with their belts. 
And I, I always, I always remember when I was at, like just about getting my blue belt. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do the coolest thing in the world. I'm going to walk down it and no sell every whip. So on the way down, I was like, no, nope, keep them cool, keep them cool, keep my composure. When I turned back around, I literally sprinted because I was like, no, I don't want any more, don't want any more. Fuck off, stop hitting me. <laughs> Fun little story. Uh, but yeah, oh fucking hell, man, I love it. I'm gonna go and dig out all my old geese in the garage now. And- I think I've seen, I think I've seen you do one or two posts about it. Um, you've not, I've not heard you speak about jujitsu in the past, though. And um, one thing you did mention just before the jujitsu, and I do think it's a very important topic to discuss when it comes to weight loss and your training, is your libido rapidly reducing when you was it when you lost weight, was it? Yep, it went down rapidly. Yeah, and I think that's a very rapidly. important topic to discuss because I do, I obviously I listen to health and fitness podcasts, you might do as well, uh, in the hope that I'm not imitating other people, ideas, obviously just influencers, that's the things I'm interested in. But... I don't think I've heard any particular podcasts or anything like that mention the the sort of aspects of your training can affect any others around you. And I think that's a very important thing that is worth touching upon. So having a reduction of libido just from your diet, do you know what I mean? That's kind of all, really, if you think about it. And was you just yeah. it's, like, um, time? Um, it's like... It's um, like... So when... Um, I don't know what their proper term is, but um, like bodybuilders and stuff, when they go on stage and prance around in their pants, personally, it's not for me. Fair play to anybody that does it. Uh, but one of my best mates um, does it, and he um, he will often sort of say that, you know, he's so tired by, you know, as the, the weeks come into the contest, he's so tired that he can barely do any cardio. So he stops lifting weights and just does cardio. And he's even like, yeah, trying to get a boner at this stage is flat out impossible. And it's it's a topic that I've discussed with a few uh, personal trainers. Um, but when you're starving yourself that much, your body just stops doing its basic functions. And yeah, getting a boner or making um, or your menstrual cycle just gets fucked. And it's something that's not really discussed a lot. I don't see many videos on Instagram, for example, going, hey, if you under-eat, you won't be able to fuck. It's, and I think it's... And I keep saying, like, you know, life's all about balance and stuff. And this is one of the things I talk about. Like, yeah, it's all well and good, you know, getting abs and being in the best shape of your life. But if you can't fucking enjoy it, i.e. can't have banging sex it, with people... Yeah, that's why you want, you want to... Uh, I've said this sentence to a couple of my clients in the past, the ones where you know you're going to be able to, you're not going to say it to Sandra and accountant who's just coming on for weight loss, but essentially no. people pay us to go on the look, the one look good naked. Let's be honest. That's one of the main reasons. Yeah, absolutely. So to do that and then not have the libido to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's almost sort of wasting your money. And I do think it's like you said there, we, this is where we bonded initially was having that balance of being able to live like normal fucking life while training. Like to me, yeah. Having, positive relationships with everyone around you should trump a diet plan or should trump looking a little bit better on a t-shirt do you know what I mean and it's- I, so I don't even do diet plans I've ever since day one I've refused to do diet plans sure I'll work out people's macros and stuff but then I go I'm not fucking writing what you eat mate this is up to you yeah like it needs to be a level I even had um I had someone trolling my Instagram the other day. So I did a post of me eating donuts with the message being, 
basically saying like you can still eat donuts as long as you you know stay on top of your calories and he went what so you're saying that you only have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight and i was like yeah and he went no 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 i disagree with you i think the quality of food is more important and i was like you've kind of missed a point here mate i will always um i'll always you know say to people you know eat more whole foods because there's less calories and more nutrients but the point i'm trying to make is if you want to lose weight by eating nothing but brownies you can yeah shouldn't but you can um and then he started getting on his high horse going, well, I've been training for years. And I was just like, fuck off, mate. You're the, you're the type of boring Bella that's never had a spur of the moment, Nando's. Get this is what makes me laugh. So I, I get this too, where it's like, so when I'm writing post and you're writing post, you write it to a certain group of people. And then these other fucking group of people come in and start having a go at you. I'm like, I didn't write it for, I didn't write it for you. You can fucking do one. It's what happened you with... Um, but basically... I was going to say it happened with James Smith the, the other day. In regards to like the nutritionist, did you see yeah. that? It's the exact same principle. He's not writing his yeah. status is for everybody. He's writing it for some people, and if that doesn't resonate with other people, that's fine. The best thing about this troll was he didn't even fucking follow me. So I was like, right, so you, so you've literally found one of my posts, whether it's on the explore tab or whatever. You don't follow me, yet you want to criticize my work. How about you go fuck yourself? And then I found him on Facebook criticizing the gym that I worked at. I was like, mate, stop being a fucking troll. Like, what's yeah, wrong with your life? You've, you've annoyed him somewhere. You've done something to him in life. I'm, you know, it's I've good. never met the guy. I have no idea who he is. And, you know, I almost feel bad for him that he has to get his jollies out of taking the piss out of people on Instagram because why? I always say there's, there's two different types of people. Um, there's people that want to succeed in doing so they try and beat others and then the other section there is people that will put down the successful ones so that they end up higher I'm guessing he's definitely yeah. in the second category there where he's in him feeling shit seeing you do well he wants to put you down instead of going above you if that makes any sense at all yeah I just, do you know what he's the kind of person and, it, and what I'm about to say is a blatant James Smithism but he has got a fair point when he says this He's never going to buy my fucking online trainer. He's never going to come to me for pizza. So why the fuck should I give even an ounce of a shit of what he says about me? Yeah. Couldn't care less. Didn't even fuck him. I was just like, all right, mate, on you go. Crack on. Obviously, when, when we when we have these Instagram accounts, um, obviously, I think I want to sell it. We won't go about followers because I've got more than you at the moment. Um, but when you are making... Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so i've just gone faster that's all um but yeah so uh, when we are making these health and fitness accounts and things like that there is an element to play devil's advocate we do need to be careful what we do say though um not us in particular i don't think i've ever seen you put anything egregious there'll be stuff that i don't agree with that you put on maybe i don't think i have seen one in particular but to me it's it's seeing something that you don't disagree with like agree with why the fuck are you spending time out of your day to tell them you disagree with their point just just keep fucking scrolling, do you know what I mean? Like, even if you do disagree with it, even if it could be the worst thing ever, as long as it's not homophobic, sexist or racist, just let it be, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a joke. Yeah. I, um, I really hate, and I and I really hate, people that post their dirty laundry on social media, like, no fucking need for it at all. And number two, people that do get into, like, like spaffs of each other on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I'm like, what is the point? 
and like you just said there, if there's something that I don't like, I'll either unfollow that person if it's that bad, or I just carry on scrolling. The amount of times that like, I see something political and I go, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Actually, what's the point? And just carry on. Like, what is the fucking point? I do love a place. I, just, I can't be that. I do love a good. Oh, I can't be fucked. <laughs> I do love it. I think- See, I hate arguing. I get, you know, even if I've got the best point in the world, you'll get some other fucking Burke who will go, well, actually, and I'm just like, do you know what, mate? I can't be asked. Fuck off. Or it's, um, like, like there's a lot of COVID arguing and people like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get vaccinated and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. I'm by no means not, you know, I'm not um, anti-vaxxing or whatever. I just think... Why do you have to post your views all over the internet about it? Who fucking cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? You do you. Whatever. While we are sort of talking about social media and stuff like that, um, did you did you start day one of personal training with a social media account for your for your PT in? Nope. So my um so my Instagram and I must be the only person yeah, or one of the very yeah. few people, haven't you? Yeah, you've only got one account, haven't you? I've only got one, I've only got one, I've only got one Instagram account. Um, and it was my it was my personal account. Then when I uh, was doing quite well with DJing, I changed it to my DJ one, and then DJing died off, and then the PT and picked up. So I just went, Oh, I'm just gonna Yeah, just use it. So if you actually scroll through my phone's ringing in. So if you actually scroll through um my instagram you can literally see all the stages of my life like all my <laughs> personal training stuff the only way mine pretty that, mental the only way mine does that is obviously i went started this industry doing spot massage um hence the name it's mad that i've not done a massage since fucking may um but it's part of my business name but yeah so obviously i started doing spot massage that's why i got into the industry so if you scroll back you can see that it was just it used to be lsm i used to always talk talk about um just about rehabilitation, mobility and things like that. Obviously, not that I don't talk about them things anymore, but they're not the most prevalent issues towards the people that I am trying to reach out to. And The reason why I did ask you about that, I completely forgot that you've only had one account, is did you ever find yourself in the early days posting stuff that if you were to look back now, um, four years on into your career, and kind of regretting it? Um, No, not really. I've... I've always lived with no, you know, no regrets. Um, what's the point? Just because I, you know, the shit I was posting way back when I first started was random bollocks anyway. So, you know, there's a couple of pictures of my dog and one of my ex-girlfriends, but nothing, nothing major. It wasn't until um, I didn't really get that big in social media until uh, one of my clients at the time was like, you should be posting every day you should be putting content out every day and i was like what every day like that's fucking mental and ever since then that was what two years ago and ever since then i've posted more or less every day since that's like me i report every- it seems it's easy once you get started doing it do you think yeah yeah and I, even if i can't think of anything on that day i'll just recycle stuff yeah, I'm gonna that. <laughs> I try. I pretend I'm not, but yeah, and I do that as well. Um, but yeah, it's just one of the things where it's like when you first start out PTing, you 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 tell a young PT. I'm not sure if you do this. I'm not that. I'm not particularly experienced. 
um, I just seems to have sort of took took to it quite well. I've been in the industry for as long time as you, but I didn't start PT and self-employed until last year. Um, and mm. it, it's a topic that you do, I think it is quite important, is try and keep the balance of social media between A, pissing people off, B, showing what you're, what you're made of kind of thing, and C, like not being coming obsessed with the aspects of the social media side of things because it can be very i'm guilty sometimes i'm scrolling all the fucking time and i don't need to and it's it can be so fucking toxic it can be um i so i say to any new pt just be yourself yeah there are so many instagram accounts and if this offends any of my friends i'm sorry but you know, take this as a bit of advice. No one wants to see an Instagram page just full of fucking workouts. No one wants to see an Instagram account just of you topless flexing your pecs. No one wants to see that. That's more off putting anything else. No, um, nobody, I say nobody, I wouldn't mind, but nobody wants to see endless fucking booty pics. Now, yeah, all right, if you post loads of, <laughs> if you post loads of, like chest selfies or whatever. Yeah, you'll get loads of likes, but what are the odds of Sandra down the road is looking for a PT picking you? Slim to fucking none. Same with the booty pictures. Like, so I've always been, I've always been myself. I always try and show off my personality. And I, you know, on occasion, I'll give like gym tips or how to do this, how to do that, because I just think that getting that information out is going to be more effective than here I am with my top off for the ninth billion selfie in a row. Like, fuck off, mate. No one cares. Piss I off. I love that point. Not I you, but... Fucking sick of home workout videos. Stop it. Can we all stop? I'm, I'm glad tomorrow yep. to the gym I'm... opening, but it'll just move to workouts. I'm sick of seeing it. I don't I'm... want to do more home workouts. They'll use home workouts as a fucking hashtag and love half a gym wear for kit as well. I'm like, oh yeah, let me just let me just use my squat rack that I've got at home in my garage too. I'm sick of I'm so sick. Yeah. Nailed on the head there it, with home workouts and other things. Like, I'm not a big fan of home workouts anyway. Um I've always said that if I you know if I came into a fuckload of money and was able to build my own house, I still wouldn't have a gym in it. I just wouldn't. Um, so all these people are like, oh yeah, check out my glute home workout. No thanks. Fuck off. Not interested. Um, this isn't like an and I think if you like, there's nothing special about theirs. You are the person's like Joe when they're doing these videos. No. All I've done is just grab four random glute exercises and put them together. There is nothing yeah. more stimulating to the odds your little circuit compared to. Sam's little circuit that she's just done on her video. I don't know any Sam's. I'm not at anyone there, just to make that clear. And it's it's annoying when you see but it's And then they start selling plans three weeks later on their Instagram as well. Yeah, it just, it, you know, it pisses me off. And another thing that I, I really hate, and this, I doubt they will be listening, but this is aimed at one person in particular Names. Uh, that I follow is... I'm not doing names. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm not getting myself in trouble. Um, but when you do become a personal trainer, stop trying to be a fucking influencer. Stop it. We're not fucking interested. Just, again, just be yourself. That's, 
I think that will get you way more likes than, you know, oh, hey, here's a here's a picture of my to-do list and, like, here's a boomerang of my cereal. Again, fuck off. You're the same as everyone else. Be yourself. Stop it. It's mad how quickly you can see people, and this doesn't have to be a personal trainer, but make a fitness-based account. Um, I talked to one of my clients recently. She's made a fitness account just to keep herself accountable. I was taking the piss out of her a little bit as well. I know who you're talking about as well. <laughs> no, it's an accountable account. It's not to be like that. But um, but it's mad when not I'm particularly, I'm not talking about Izzy, I'll say a name. I'm talking about when you see other people, randomers, where one week they're doing this account. Uh, the week after they've got the promo code. Then the week after that, they've gone for the essential underbum crotch shot of their banded fucking yeah. activation squats. Yeah. It's mad how quick. Or another one. Person every single time. It's. The amount of, if you go, or, the, or you get the ones that do the booty pick, but then they scrunch like right up so you can see, see the bottom crack. I'm just like, of their ass, can't you? You can, see, you can see every grain of material from their gym shot leggings on it as well, can't you? <laughs> yeah, it pisses me off, man. Like, just be yourself, and yeah. you'll get. You know, it, it's why I don't. Uh, it's why I've very rarely post. Uh, workouts or you know very rarely I'll post pictures of me squatting because there are some people that just only ever go well here's my squat for today here's my squat and I'm like mate no, it's the I same shit no wonder I followed you six months ago like I I've post, I, I, post, I post actual workouts like in writing on my stories now and then Um, I honestly I don't think I've ever posted a workout on my Instagram of me because nobody fucking cares do you know what I mean like no. I've done I've done like I think two maybe a but very quickly I swear more like maybe a pair hey? here and there but apart from that I can't really think of any times I have done that no I just I, I just I don't think anybody picks a personal trainer because they did one workout better than anybody else yeah let's be honest 100% not let's be honest uh, I was going to ask you a sort of question anybody sort of similar to that so obviously you obviously going from our previous conversations from your instagram and stuff like that you fairly recently moved to a newer gym is that correct am i right yeah. with that yes and what was you that, are correct what was that transition like like did you just sort of get on with it did you bring anyone over with you um so i and this is the only name i will mention i got fired by snap fitness swearing on my Instagram account, which to this day I still think is the most fucking batshit reason to sack anyone ever. And the ironic thing is now all their PTs have left and gone to Pure Gym, which has just opened up our way, and they've got no one working there. So Snap Fitness, if anybody from Snap Fitness is listening, in particular MSG Limited, you can all go fuck yourselves and die because your company is dog shit. <laughs> Did you also know as well that MSG, the company that owns Snap Fitness, also owns Domino's Pizza? How the fuck does a pizza chain know how to run a gym? They don't. That's like... Um, it's one fucking, of my, anyway, one of my anyway Snap Fitness. So yeah, they can um, fuck themselves. My previous so I got fired by... I can't believe that. Well, go on. I was going to say, my previous employer, similar thing where you said about owned by Domino's. Uh, anytime fitness might as well we're already we're dishing debt on episode one fuck it we might as well i said episode zero i wouldn't be talking about them um, or anything like that but um franchises 
So you had some franchises where the gym owner would earn the fucking Costa downstairs or the Taco Bell opposite yeah. the third. And it was fucking bizarre, mate. Like, I'm not... Obviously, when I'm slagging them, I'm slagging off certain anytime fitnesses. They're not all as bad, but I just can't comprehend how a gym owner can be earning that and a cost at the same time and effectively running both their businesses. Yeah, it's Unless it's, it's a mind fuck. But yeah, so now we're talking, no addition out about all gyms. Do you know what I mean? Might as, well, might as well talk about that. When you mention the whole they own that place and that place, that exact same thing with anytime fitness, their franchises there. So any local millionaire can, can own an anytime fitness. Um, the closer one to me now is Bedley. Obviously, I was at the one in York. The less I say about um, the York side, the better, to be honest. Uh, I don't want to burn in bridges, but I'm not like I'd ever go back there ever again, to be fair. So I suppose I can say what yeah. I want. But, um, so the reason why I asked that in regards to you sort of changing over recently is I'm just sort of talking about what's your current, what stage of your career would you say you're at now? Obviously, four years in. Um, you're a bit of an older man. Oh, when? PT. Just got to put that in there. <laughs> so when I was at Snap, I was doing what you were doing at Pure. Um, I was doing hours instead of REM. And it worked. It worked quite well for me. And I always toyed with the idea of going to REM, but I was always scared because, oh, it's extra money, blah, 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 blah. Got, I basically got fired from Snap. And then I went over to uh, Places for People. And they basically went, you can either do hours or you could pay us rent. And initially I did, um, did hours for them, but... Very quickly, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do REM. And honestly, I know I've told this loads of times, it's the best move I've ever made. I cannot wait. The, the best time. move I've ever made. Yeah, it's also um, the transition. You can, literally, you can literally swan in and out as you please. You don't have to teach classes. You, can, you don't have to spend your fucking shifts cleaning after every other mucky cunt in the gym. <laughs> it's... it's, uh, it's yeah, it's amazing. And the amount of free time you get back as well. So 12 hours a week, you know, I think of how much free time or how many extra clients you could take on. However, you, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the free time a bit more. So, all right, I could, I could earn way more money, but I'm like, actually, I quite like the fact that I only do five or six clients a day. And I'm normally, you know, I've got time in the day to do this, do that. I fucking love it best move I've ever made yeah obviously I'm starting tomorrow I can't fucking wait for it like I really can't there's, there's literally no part of me is he's nervous for a lockdown three or the gym being low numbers and things like that I've got my core group of guys that I love to bits and um, what I'm going to be doing I'm going to concentrate on education a little bit uh, I've always wanted to do a Mac nutrition uh, qualification so I want to be getting on with that there you go by, by Easter I want to start at least um, so I'm, I'm going to use that time to hopefully uh, become a better personal trainer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Why not? Even though I call myself the best in help as it is. <laughs> but yeah, obviously well, I say you know. that, saying that. I don't want to piss people off. I want to piss people off on certain the past. Um, but I think I think it's important to to be able to put some time back into training. It's very easy for us as people to do an hour, 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 and then do the same rinse and repeat when you get somebody new on, start the same program you did with the other person. It's very easy to go in the same cycle of being the same person a year in, year in. You look back and you go, fuck me, where's the past year or so gone? And you're still the same PT you yeah. were last year. So I think it's important that I am going to spend straight away my time on a laptop doing a nutrition qualification. And it's, I can't fucking wait. To I can wholeheartedly say that I, I'm a completely different trainer to what I was when I first started completely different like 
so I remember when I first started, I was just doing hit stuff. And then I would train clients literally after I finished training. So I'll be dripping in sweat. My t-shirt would be sweaty and I'll be training. And I remember the guy that owned the gym when I first started, he was literally like, mate, we need to work on your presentation. And ever since then, I've always gone, I, you know, I don't care if I have to cut my workout short by 15 minutes. I will make sure that I'm showered and, you know, smelling nice and not fucking covered in sweat for my next climb. Because at the time I was just like, yeah, whatever. But when you look at the bigger picture, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't look good for everyone. So, yeah, there's so many little things I've picked up along the way that have just made me a better trainer. What do you think makes you a good PT then? Um, so the fact, the fact you said I've I've been I've been there. So I've done the being, you know, obese, getting all you know, losing all the weight and stuff. So I understand the struggle that it takes, and I understand, you know, like the the psychology behind it all and how difficult it is to 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 do that. But then, you know, I've also like having to explain to people that you don't have to give up your favorite foods. And I think that certainly for around here, it, it does make me stand out a little bit because, you know, especially at like the boot camp PTs will go, right, only eat this. I remember once I overheard one of them bollock the client because they only, because they overate their um, carbohydrates and they went, I only gave you 50 grams of carbs. Why are you eating more than that? And I'm like, what the fuck? 50 grams of carbs. That's mental. So, the fact that I've been on the journey and I've been doing this for four years, pretty much full time without any breaks kind of, you know, so for that aspect, I like to think that I'm know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but also as well, I don't take myself that seriously. And I think a lot of people can be intimidated by personal trainers because they see them as like, Oh, they're like almost like elites compared to themselves. And I'm like, nah, mate, I'm the same as you. Well, we've I'm just, I'm, I'm, like it's you are. This is why we sort of have initially in it, like, like personal trainers should not be robots. But for some reason, the vast majority fucking love being robots. It's weird, mate. Like, it's, I, I have conversations with people sometimes. I'm like, are you even human? Like, what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, tracking stuff over Christmas. Like, I've told my lot, if I see any of you lot track Christmas dinner on your MyFitnessPal, do not expect a PT with me in January. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, just know, like, like it's very important for us to be humans whilst also being in that authority position um so yeah, obviously, obviously what i mentioned obviously with you being a good pt you've your weight's come down your weight's gone up what do you think makes a good pt in general then obviously not just sort of yourself um i was just about to come on to this point so i think what made now see I, when i listen to your podcast you did make some interesting points and i agree with the majority of them um, what I think makes a good PT is very different to what you think makes a good PT. And what I'm trying to get at is you should go for a PT that like you get on with. Um, so it's all well and good. You know, say you open Instagram, you go, right, let's look at PTs. Oh, right. There's, these are all made up names, by the way. There's James. Oh, he looks ripped. Uh, there's, Sandra, there. Oh, there's Chris. Fucking hell, he's bright and colourful, and he takes the piss. He looks like a laugh. Pick him. Um, so I think, I think it's important to be yourself because then that way you'll get the best bunch of clients that you could work with. You know, I've tried before to 
you know, be ultra serious and I try to pick up clients that way, but I've ended up fucking hating them and vice versa. So I think a good PT is one that is a, is themselves. And I also think a good PT as well um, needs to practice what they preach. And what I mean by this is, and again, I'm not going to name names, but I know of a personal trainer in that area that tells his clients, you know, you can't drink alcohol, you can't do this. And I've seen them on a Friday night fucking battered, you know, necking shots down. And I'm just like, you're a fucking hypocrite, mate. Like, don't be a dick. Yeah. And it's the same with, like, PTs going, oh, you can't eat junk food. And then, you know, they're caught at KFC eating a bargain bucket. I'm like, mate, can't do that. And I've and I've always said to my clients, I will never make you do anything that I haven't done or would be prepared to do myself. So I'll never, for example, make a client run a marathon because get fucked. But I, if I tell them to do something, I will rest assured I would be willing to do it myself. Yeah. And I think, I think things like that make you a good PT. You don't have to be the most knowledgeable or have the most qualifications or blah, 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 blah. Um, I think as long as you're able to get your point across and do it in a way that your clients can understand, I think you fucking nailed it, to be honest. That, that comes down like PTs we shouldn't be scary like I, I do think there needs to be the stigma of the ex-military arms cr- I know that obviously on our pictures we always yeah. do the cross thing because our arms look bigger when we do it um, yeah, yeah. when I'm posting a picture for the podcast that'll be on it um, but so the stigma towards personal training at the moment it's getting better admittedly but it's still kind of warped it's still um, broccoli chicken and rice um, they must do bodybuilding competitions or there must be a high level athlete themselves to, to train people. And obviously you're, you yourself, you've done that walk. Obviously I've, I've, I've mentioned in the past, obviously this podcast about you, not me. I've also done that walk myself. Um, I'm at the stage where you was at before, where I'm now, in my opinion, I'm too skinny right now. So I'm now on the way back up. And I think it's, it's important for us to be able to, re- to sort of be relevant towards our clients. Like, we need, I don't say need, it's not a prerequisite to be a PT, but it helps massively for us to fucking know but what the client's thinking. If we had a passion for fitness all our lives, we, we wouldn't be able to have the same conversations that, that you probably have with your clients and what I with with sort of my clients as well. Um, I, I think yeah, absolutely. That, that does, they do make you a bad PT, but they make you a great PT if you can't relate to your clients, um, which obviously did come to yeah. my next sort of thing. What were you going to say there, sorry? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, so I was just going to ask you there, what, what, in, to be a more negative light then, obviously we've we've sucked our own dicks for the past 10 minutes there, how good we are as PTs, but what do you think makes a bad PT in that case? <laughs> um, oh, mate, I, there's a lot of things I personally hate that a lot of PTs do, but I think it's unfair for me to say that makes them a bad PT because to their client, they could be the best thing in the world. Um, but I think... I think being overly cocky or just or just um can't even think what i'm trying to say um if you're unsympathetic for example like again going back to almost like the military pts where they're like i don't fucking care you will do this and i think you need to be you need to have a bit of empathy like in this job especially because we're not just pts are we we are fucking counselors and therapists to a lot of our clients i think it's called personal training for a reason we need to be personal like we can't just treat 
we can't just treat uh, clients as fucking money. That's something that pisses me off. Like uh, PTs that are too obsessed about the financial side of things. Like fuck off, mate. Get in the bin. Any PT that thinks they're in it for any money, they're in the wrong fucking industry. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? There is good money to be made as a personal trainer, but there's so many things they don't tell you. So first and foremost, like yeah, all right, we charge. 40, 50, 60, 70 pound an hour, for example, when everyone goes, fucking that's a lot of money. Then you go, yeah, but I don't have to pay gym rent. I've got to pay my tax. I've got to buy all my equipment. And then slowly your overheads get bigger and bigger and bigger. So so our take home is not, you know, not that great oh, compared to how much you think we're earning. Um, and... Yeah, I just think you need to be empathetic with your clients. And I've seen a lot of PTs that aren't. Uh, ones that seem disinterested. Um, I've seen a few of those in my day. But ultimately, I, I, I mean, unless you're an absolute fucking dickhead that's not giving any shits. So I think being a bad PT is quite difficult. I think if you teach bad habits, that's not necessarily you being a bad PT. I just think you like, that PT needs to uh, maybe do some more learning. Like I've seen some PTs do horrendous deadlift forms. I'm just like, that's not necessarily the PT's fault. They've maybe been taught by someone else. Um, yeah, I, I just think as long as you're empathetic and you're able to get your point across, I don't think I make it like, because some people love the shouty yeah. military PT. Some people, some people like the fact that the PT is only giving them 1300 calories. Again, I personally fucking disagree with it, but if it's working for that person, then why the fuck should I slag off that personal trainer? Everyone's yeah. different and everybody gets results from different people. So, so I just think as long as you're interested in your client base and I'm not, I'm not saying like you should be like the best mate, but you know, you should have a rough idea of what's going on in their life and, what exercise they prefer, what ones they like, what ones they dislike, etc., etc. The one thing I think you may have missed there, apart from to make a bad PT, I think it's, I mean, you did kind of with the money aspect of things, but something I do keep seeing recently is PTs. Obviously, I do have a, a supplement discount code from a company that pays me. I won't even say their name. That's how honest I'm being right now. I won't even say the name. I won't even say the PT discount. Um, but I do have one and I will use it with my clients whenever it's appropriate. Uh, I just think when PTs get too much into that side of things where they, I'm not, it's okay to have a discount code or to sell this or to sell that. But when they are usually lying to their clients going, you need this because like, whether it's like, it's usually like an Arbon or I'm not, not many PTs with Herbalife because Herbalife is like a swear word within our industry, to be fair, which it should fucking should be. Um, but it's when people, yep. when PTs are telling people they need certain supplements, but not because they actually need it. That's different. Uh, if one of my clients can't get a protein in, I will then give it my uh, my supplement discount potentially, or I'll give them this or advise that. But when the they just yeah. get all their clients having every supplement under the fucking sun because they get a twenty percent kickback, do you know what I mean? That 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 to me is the worst thing a PT can possibly do. That and sleep with the clients yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've recently started um, sleeping with uh, as a brand, uh, no, a brand <laughs> ambassador for, um, for Hex Socks. I will use their name. Um, and I've always said I would never endorse You what? So that's different though, isn't it? 
Well, I've always said that I would never endorse a product unless I personally believed in it or used it myself. So I've been wearing their socks for the best part of the year. Um, and I just thought, you know what? The opportunity came up. I'll be perfectly honest. I make fuck all commission from it. For me, it's not even about the commission. It's just the fact that I think their socks are great. And I think more people should be trying their socks. So I do have a discount code for it. Um, I do give it out. But if they have a better discount code, I will give that one out. Um, like I said, for me, I don't care about the few pence I make per sale or whatever. I'd rather just people wear fucking better socks in the gym because shit socks is a blood... I fucking hate it. You got any green ones? I hate it. Any greens on? Have I got any green ones? No, them. What's the company called again? Oh, they must do. They must do, surely. Um, Hex. H-E-X-X-E-E. Um... If you use discount code BB stack plates, you get 15% off. So why not have a look? I like, you better give the discount code. You better give it. Go on. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you you so disappointed in you. No, no, yeah. They, I'm pretty, but they do all sorts like food socks, jazzy socks, funky socks. And I, yeah, I fucking love them. I love a good, offensive, bright sock. Well, in let's, 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 have, we'll have a look, let's have a live look at Hex. Um, Socks. If you use the if you use the link in my um oh, Instagram on. profile, I am Crispy Keegan PT. Um, it will take you straight there. Is this it? The website. That's it. That's, it. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, just for I, I say the audio listeners, like I've got a fucking video one. Um, I'm now on hexx.com's socks. Uh, I'm now going through. They do have festive socks. If anyone is interested, I have bought a pair because I've been told I have to make an effort this year. We're allowed to wear Christmas jumpers in the gym. Um, obviously, I've got my LSMPT Christmas branded top, so hopefully I can get away with wearing that as well. I won't be able to, but... I've uh, I've just Christmased up my logo today. It looks so much better than mine. <laughs> I right. thing is, I, I fucking hate Christmas, but... Oh, I love I, Christmas. Love Christmas. I, I've, I've been told that I have to make an effort this year. Plus, the girl that I live with is literally fucking nuts about Christmas, so I haven't got much... I've got much choice. Right. Oh, I'm 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 gonna get some of these. I've just seen some. Yeah, Do it. Do it. Stops. There we are. So what I'm looking at, I'm gonna show Chris the screen in a second and he can approve or disapprove. Uh it's called the Christmas fans one. Oh. So the the cost of green, the white and green, white with a bit of Christmas trees on yeah. there. We've got, we've got a reindeer in there as well, eleven ninety nine. Obviously, with Chris's discount, that might be a little bit cheaper. Is it 10%? Yep. Uh, it's 15%. Oh, so you basically get free delivery then. Sorted. I'm doing your job for you here. <laughs> much. Or, as you're a mate... Oh. Hang on. <laughs> don't bring it out. Sorted. There we are. Got that. Slightly. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, sir. Enough about socks. Obviously, you've discussed what makes you a good PT, what makes you a bad PT. You've discussed what makes you, in particular, a good PT. Um, obviously, four years in the industry, you might not be able to pick a moment. Um, but on the sort of back end of the podcast, I want you to discuss. I want you to give one of your clients a bit of a shout out. I want you to tell me your most rewarding moment as a personal trainer up to this point. Um. So there's a couple that I would like to shout out. In particular, every single one of my guys that came. Uh, and PT with me outdoor front November, like fucking fair play. I'll remember that. Um, but in terms of like best moment, um, 
not last year, year before, I helped my younger brother lose 10 stone in 364 days. So just shy of a year. Um, and that was all done through weight training and a calorie deficit, nothing else. And do you know what? Fair fucking play to him. He's, he's put like maybe like a stone or two back on, but you know, to have lost 10 stone in a year is a fucking valiant effort. Um, now I was only going to the gym twice a week. Yeah. So fair fucking play to my younger brother who will not listen to this because he thinks I'm a knob and doesn't get involved in anything I do. Uh, but my younger brother, Craig, fair fucking play. Um, there's another client of mine, um, a girl called Kelly. Um, when she came, like, when she came to me, um, like, I, I thought she was going to be one of these, does it for a month and quits, but she's now the lightest she's been in an adult life. She's looking really good. You know, performance is getting better. So I think she deserves a shout out. And finally, I know he won't listen, but if, if he ever does, uh, Charlie's the fucking man. Love this dude. Um, so again, when we first started, he used to do mornings and his performance, and he won't mind me saying this, was dog shit in the mornings. We've recently switched to an evenings, and he's a completely different human being. Completely different. So fair fucking play for Charlie for trying something a bit different and it paying off. Yeah. So there's three of them. But um a client called Donna of mine, she she did really well, especially at the start. Um, she just keeps going in leaps and bounds. Yeah, I I could shout out all my clients, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, there's just a few that kind of spring to mind. Uh, but definitely my younger brother losing 10 stone in just under a year was fucking nuts. And who would you say you, if you was to write on a piece of paper, who you would mainly sort of work with at the moment then, who would you say that is? Obviously, because you mentioned who I, females there, weight loss. And who so, I mainly work with, in what respect? So what would you say, What was it, who was a typical Chris McKeegan sort of, I'd start with saying Christopher then, uh, Chris McKeegan um, sort of client? Um, do you know what? I have a wide range of people. So I've got restaurant owners, bar owners, uh, people in the police um i did have a porn star a little while ago i'm not dropping names i'll tell you what <laughs> um, my eyes told everything there uh, school teachers i yeah all sorts of people um i i i don't really know some in, at the end of the day i'm just a normal bloke who loves going to the gym that's how i've always described myself i've you know, I wasn't born an athlete. Um, I wasn't born with amazing genetics. I'm just a dude that loves going to the gym and has changed my life for the better because of it. And, you know, if I can help anybody else do that, I've won. Spot on. I love that so you mentioned that. The, the outdoor PT stuff. Obviously, we've, we've both just come off the back of an insane... It was only three well, weeks. It felt longer, but... Yeah, it was only three yeah, weeks. So... So during lockdown one, I didn't do any PT. I went and got a job um, for Ricardo doing delivery driving for the summer. So, and ironically, I packed that in uh, the week before lockdown two. So I reduced right down to just doing one day a week. Uh, jacked it in because my diary was full. And then they announced another fucking lockdown. So I was like, hey guys, can I, can I come back for four weeks? And they were like, nah, fuck off. So I thought, right, I'm going to PT. Um, I'll do it like just outside, outside my house. 
and it's not been as busy as I would normally be. I'll admit that, but it's it's still giving me enough to have a structure in my day. Um, but I've I've recently bought a PlayStation Five, so it's given me time to play some video games. Um, I've I've walked a fuck ton, and I've done loads of skateboarding. So it's not been the like. I don't think like a lot of people have gone. This lockdown was worse. I I've loved it. I don't really I've really fucking if it had gone on longer I would have lost my shit a little bit but like the only thing I've really missed is being able to train properly like it's all well and good going on long walks and skateboarding and stuff but I want to fucking lift stuff yeah obviously we're very excited that tomorrow uh, 6am I will be there on the dot I've got someone training the moment we open now as well so Excited for that one. Um, I'm. I didn't start till eight, but I'm going to the gym for six to train. So I want to get it over and done with. And I haven't trained first thing in the morning in a long time. I trained a long time. I use, it's when it's like a bit of a gap between clients. To be fair. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm much better in the afternoons as well. There's some. There's been something about this lockdown, but I might because my clients have all sort of stayed on this time. Obviously, sort of talk about the business aspects and stuff, but. As you'd expect, if when gym shuts, sometimes PT clients leave. Um, I sort of encourage my lot to stay on and do outdoor sessions. I did one girl that I couldn't do outdoor, so she did sort of virtual ones. Group PT, we're not allowed to do outdoor. Yeah, we have yeah. now, to be fair. So that might not be allowed in the gym, but that'll be allowed outside. But I'm still waiting. Boris has got, what, eight hours, and he's not fucking told us what the rules are with that one, but there you are. And it's... I've really fucking enjoyed the past three weeks. It's it's getting away from the gym environment. Like I do love training, um, but it's it's being able to speak to me and the client or there's no other interrupt- interruptions. Do you know what I mean? Like we've been doing some, yeah, okay. some in the field one and then a lot of my sessions I've been in the in the car park of Pure Gym. And it, it's been, it sounds weird, but it's been really, really fun. Just with having one kettlebell, three resistance bands and a TRX suspension rig. Um, it's amazing what you can do with that. Not that I've been doing that out in the home. So I um I got gifted by one of our neighbours an exercise bike and a spin bike, um, and I've got three resistance bands, and then the only so I've got like boxing pads and like the boxing body armour stuff. So I've just been doing loads of conditioning and boxing drills with my clients. And to be fair, it's been it has been nice to do something other than lifting weights yeah, for the last four weeks. Well. But fuck me, my triceps and shoulders are killing me for the amount of pad work I've done recently. So I'm, I'm quite excited. It's legs tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm doing legs. Um, I'm in December. So um, shout out to sort of Sorinex, which is a, a gym manufacturing company in America. They did Squat Turbo. Then they do December each year. A program goes out the night before. Uh, I edit it so it, it works for me and my clients because I'll do the same sessions with my clients for one month. Um, so going straight into a deadlift PB tomorrow morning just to fuck me right up. I can't fucking What well, you are? Yeah, yeah. So you we, we find out what your one rep max is, and then across the month, you're gonna use that one rep max for percentages. So say one day I might be doing five lots of two reps, eighty percent, and stuff like that. So you got to work yeah, out yeah, yeah. closest to recent PB, and then work the percentages off it. So yeah, I've kind of got to do it. Otherwise, it's my old PB, which it's not going to be right now. I'm not going to be hitting one eighty anytime soon. So in case you're not. Okay. <laughs> I, I, got, I got I got my elusive 250 the day before lockdown. 
I'm retiring from deadlifting. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Never do it again. But yeah, I, can't, I love. I did no. as well. That was really fun programming. Getting women under a barbell was fucking fun as shit. And it's obviously doing deadlifting yeah. time. So deadlifts, we only have no, we have no choice, but we have to do it in the big boy weights area, which is even better because I can drag them lot in there now. I've got an excuse so they don't have a choice. Yeah. And training there, mate. I fucking, I fucking love deadlifts. I absolutely love them. I just think there isn't. And again, you can argue this with, I guarantee if you were to ask every PT in the world, what's the one best exercise in the world, they'll all come up with something different. Uh, mine personally is a deadlift because it right, just I agree. it's fucking amazing. Um, I once got into an argument with a bloke on Instagram who, who said um, uh, that it was a burpee. I was like, no, fuck off. Oh, no, he's just sound. No, nah, it's all waiting. Well, oh, he can do 100 burpees, and I bet he didn't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, no one, I don't trust anybody that says they like burpees. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, they're automatically nonsense. Nonce. That's what that is. If you like a burpee, you are a nonce. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I just think they're fucking are, weird. No, 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 no. You are on the register if you enjoy burpees. It is a fact. If there's one oh, thing you want wow. to take away from today is you are on the register if you enjoy burpees. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so no, I... am not getting a CrossFit deal anytime soon, are you? <laughs> but yes, I've, I do, I've also do do burpees, but it's, doing them is different. To say you enjoy them, you've got to be a bit weird, in my opinion. Oh, they're fucking gross, aren't they? Um, so I can't think of what jump squats are just as bad. I've done, I've had them quite common recently with home workouts as well. Jump I, don't, I don't mind a jump squat, I don't know why. I don't mind, I don't know why. Just do my tits in. Hey, what my, my least favorite exercise is a walking lunge. I fucking detest them. That's I all hate right. them. I've just got all, all 30 of my guys doing them around the car park for the last four weeks. <laughs> I hate them, but I do them because I know they make my legs, you know, better. But I fucking hate them. They're bollocks. Yes, yeah, so so your career, a uh, little bit of my career again. Obviously, little tidbits here and there. Uh, we've discussed what makes a good PT, what makes a bad PT, what makes you a good PT. Um, you've you've already um, you've given me a bit of a shout in regards to a couple of your clients of yours. I think that was a very special thing I wanted to get in there. I wanted you to get into your southern sort of clients my southern clients <laughs> um so this is so have you got anything else that you want to spit have you got any discount codes any anything that you um, want to share just before we do sort of sort of wrap things up now so if you aren't already following me on instagram it's i am crispy keegan pt um i do post daily it's mostly stupid shit but there is some educational stuff on there occasionally and if you click the link in my bio, you can listen to my podcast. You can check out my Spotify playlists. Um, I've got one for skateboarding and one for weightlifting. Uh, you can sign up to my online training if Brendan's too northern for you. Um, you can click and buy some hex socks at a discounted price. You can also buy some of my merchandise, which finally, after you fucking telling me off for so long, I finally got myself my own store, so I have got a small T-shirt range that you can purchase if you wish. Boom, that will do. Teesprings for the win. <laughs> you know what? I've made two sales out of it, including someone I've never met. But How rewarding is it when you get one? <laughs> You're like, yes. I got one, and my mate like just 
post it on her Instagram. I was like, fucking nice one. Go on. Fair play. I will be um, getting Yeah, someone else. Uh, for anyone that doesn't follow Chris McKeegan yet, or he's going to follow him, he's got the best logo in the industry. It's it's a random unicorn, but I, don't, I just think it looks cool. So, yeah, Do you know what, right? So, like, any time I... So, I've recently gotten onto the whole Tinder Bumble thing, and any time I go on a first date... It's one of the first questions I get asked. So why a unicorn? And I'll tell you why. Have you ever seen the film Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart? I have. So The Rock is wearing a t-shirt with a unicorn on it and he kicks his shit up with loads of blokes in a pub. And Kevin Hart turns around and goes, why the fuck are you wearing a unicorn, like a unicorn t-shirt? And The Rock said, because everybody likes unicorns. And I was like, fuck yes, Dwayne. So that's Un- why I chose unicorn. Unicorn gin's a good shout out from Herm Baggins, by the way. <laughs> So I just, yeah, I just, and plus everyone has a barbell or a kettlebell and I thought it's so fucking boring and cliche. So I just wanted to do something a little bit different and I think it portrays my somewhat daft personality quite well. It does definitely fit you as well. It's not like you're a meathead walking around with a unicorn like The Rock is in that film, to be fair. Well, I mean, The Rock is the biggest of all the meatheads, let's be honest. You, I always feel like my logo is really boring when I see yours. Like just No, a- I just... Do you know what? As long as it's not like some some of my um, best like PT mates have got you know black with dumbbells and shit, and I just think it's not you know it's not it doesn't it just doesn't represent me. So I want something that was a bit more me, it's a bit more colourful. It's stupid. I also have a unicorn tattoo, so it kind of makes sense. So yeah, I just went for a fucking unicorn. Last... It was a, my original logo was just a big C, but yeah, that's I didn't think it was interesting. It's quite it's boring, but it, for me, it does the job. Yeah, I very briefly showed off my hair then. Where the hairline? Because I'm <laughs> fuck off. I've got a, look at that. Not bad for a no, I just said because I know you're a bit of an older gentleman compared to me. To be fair. You started your career 10 years before I was born. No, wait, no, that's not right. No, no, well, no. You started your career 10 years older than I am now. That's what I was trying to say. Fucking hell. Hang on, how old are you? 24. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Mental. I, I yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm a late bloomer into all of this, but fuck it. Blue Rinse PT, that should be a new uh, <laughs> new business name. Blue Rinse PT, fuck's sake. Right, so on, on that note, I'm going to wrap things up there. I've got Christmas decorations to do. I've got plans to do to get the fucking gym ready tomorrow. Um, for anybody that is on the Chrissy side of the audience, so you southern folks want to follow me, my Instagram name is Lurden, that is L-O-W-D-E-N, underscore S-M, underscore PT. I am unlike Chris. I do not post daily, but I do post frequently. I do at least post my ugly fucking face uh, daily. Um, at the moment, obviously, as well, if you want to click my bio, click on Movember uh, for Fair Share Hall. I've raised £125 so far for Movember. I will be shaving the tash off at some point in the next two weeks. I do want the Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> um, what but yeah, does I the missus think... think of the tash? Hits it. Hits it. All right, shave it off then. That's why I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, we'll have a week in the gym before I do shave it. I do want to get to £200 raise. I'm at 125 at the moment. 
Um, Fair Share is a charity, it's a national charity, but I particularly put the whole division is a charity that provides school meals for children outside of town times. Something that was very prevalent at the start of November. Not that nobody cares now, but it's kind of disappeared the media, see the Tory government fuck something else up and then rinse and repeat. Um, Cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it was very important for me to do something that was um, quite prolific at the moment. Uh, I will be doing some mental health charity stuff in January. It was going to be December, but I don't think the gym's going to be 24 hours. I was going to do a 24-hour bike ride for men's for mental health. Got to wait till January for that. So that's a story for another day. I've been Brendan Lurden. This has been Chris McKeegan, and see you all later. Thank you.